everyone, and welcome to episode number five of Elevate. So in this episode, I'm going to kind of switch gears. And as I have in my description, this podcast is all about health, wellness, and spirituality. And I've been focusing mainly on health and nutrition. And I would like to kind of switch gears and talk about spirituality for this episode. I really wanted to make a an episode about how to consciously deal with anxiety and stress. And I just want to say, first and foremost, obviously, if you have severe anxiety, panic attacks, or severe stress, definitely talk to your doctor or therapist, because I am neither one of those, and they can help you a lot more. So as I was planning this episode, it very quickly, I just wanted to do an episode about how to consciously deal with the anxiety and stress. And it very quickly turned into an episode with more of a spiritual focus. So just to preface this, I, to me, spirituality doesn't mean that you have to believe in a certain way or be religious. It just means that we start to go within to get to know ourselves, why we are here, what we want to do with our lives or our life purpose, if you will, identifying any negative patterns in our lives and letting go of them, recognizing and understanding our connection to each other and the entire universe. Also personal development and raising our consciousness so we can help ourselves step into a better place so we can in turn help others. So these are some of the things that I've learned on my spiritual journey, which has spanned pretty much my entire life. I've always been focused on my own spiritual journey, even from a very young age, even when I was just a small kid. (laughs) So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is the ego, what it is, how to identify it, and how to possibly rise above it. So the first thing is, what is the ego? So the ego is who we believe we are. It's the voice in our mind that we mistake for our identity. If someone is completely 100% identified with the voice in their mind, with their name, their job title, their social status, etc., then they are definitely identified with their ego. If someone, if you were walking down the street one day and someone walked up to you and asked, hi, who are you? And you replied, I'm this person. I'm the daughter or son of this person. I'm the father or mother of these people. I'm a doctor, a lawyer, nurse, or whatever. I drive this car. I live in this neighborhood. I play tennis on the weekends. Well, yes, those are things about yourself, but you still haven't answered the question of who are you? Many people go through their life completely identified with the story that their minds tell them, me and my story. But what if you aren't me and my story? I really like the story that Eckhart Tolle, who is like my favorite (laughs) spiritual teacher ever, I really like the um, story that he told about his spiritual awakening. So he found himself in a place where he was very depressed, very suicidal. Um, He woke up one night in the middle of the night and just this panic. And he had this thought, I can't live with myself anymore. 
And then he said that he stopped and thought, well, that's a funny thought. If I can't live with myself anymore, then that sounds like there are two of me. Who is this person that I can't live with anymore? If the real I can't live with this other I anymore, then who is the real I? So the short version is that this real I is that awareness that is behind our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. It's that awareness that is witnessing all of your thoughts, all of your feelings, all of your emotions, etc. In yoga and Ayurveda, it's taught that our true nature is that pure conscious awareness. And our ego is formed as a tool to help us navigate the world and to help us have experiences in this world. And your ego, of course, isn't completely a bad thing in itself. The problem arises when we forget our true nature and we completely identify with your ego. If you're completely identified with your ego, then you're completely at the mercy of whatever it tells you to be true, whatever it tells you to feel, think, act, or eat, etc. The list goes on, right? But if you have that conscious awareness behind the ego, then you can step out of me and my story and any negative thought patterns that come with it, and you can raise your consciousness your vibration, improve your mindset, and improve your life. With a regular meditation practice, you can overcome your stress and start to understand where your anxiety is coming from. That's why it's so important that I always tell my clients that a regular meditation practice every day is one of the most helpful things that you can do for yourself because Bringing that awareness into your daily life can help you step out of your story that your ego tells you, and it can help you achieve a lot of stuff in your life. So now that we know what the ego is, how, why do we even have an ego? So evolution made our minds to find the threats or the bad negative side in almost every situation. Um, It was because in humanity's early stages, survival and a very threatening hostile world was its main focus, just surviving, just getting by. Um, Things obviously are a lot different now. And in today's world, there's usually not a physical threat around every corner, right? However, our minds are definitely still programmed to look for these threats around every corner. When you're sitting at your desk or laying down to sleep at night, chances are, you know, a lion or a tiger isn't watching you from behind the bushes ready to pounce. I mean, if you have a cat, then then maybe, right? But you're still not in a life-threatening situation when you're at your desk or when you're laying down to go to sleep at night. Um, You're laying down in a room, in a bed, by yourself or with your partner, And there's usually no imminent threats. So when you're relaxing and you're trying to go to sleep is when your mind usually steps in and starts trying to make you aware of all the bad situations, the bad things that could happen to you. Um, Because back in the day, sleeping was always a risk. A long time ago in the early stages of humanity, you know, sleeping, you were in a very vulnerable state 
And you definitely had to be aware of life-threatening situations. But in today's modern world, you're in your bedroom by yourself trying to sleep. Your mind starts replaying all these bad situations that happened to you during the day, uh, what you said to someone at work that may have embarrassed you or what your boss said to you that gave you anxiety, maybe a situation in the future you're nervous about, like speaking on stage or what have you. But, you know, you're in bed minding your own business. Nothing is going to happen to you right there in that moment. And if you are aware of your ego and what it is, then you always have options to reprogram your ego into thinking more positively, into identifying where your stress, anxiety are coming from if you ask yourself why, right? One of the first things that you can do if you feel um, some stress kicking in is to create a safe space. For yourself, create a safe environment for yourself. When you notice fear, anxiety, worry, or negative thoughts or patterns creep into your mind and your body, just stop and focus on your breath. Focus on your breath and how your body feels, not what your mind is telling it to feel. Try to quiet your mind as much as possible. Um, this is when a daily meditation practice comes in handy. You'll um, get really good at that. If you meditate on a regular basis and try to objectively tune into your surroundings, because chances are there's no threat. If you notice that the threat is only in your mind, maybe on a past or future event, try to bring your attention back to the present moment. If you can pull yourself into the present moment, you'll see that there's usually no imminent threat. If you still have anxiety or fear, sit with it. Notice how it feels in your body. Since your mind likes to magnify the perceived problem, try to feel all of the sensations that the anxiety or fear is bringing to your body without bringing your ego into it. But if you can't absolutely stop your thoughts, that's okay, of course. It takes practice. Just objectively start to notice your thoughts, what they are, and let them pass without letting them create more anxiety. So see how your body feels, not what your mind is telling it to feel. Do this for a few minutes and start to bring your focus on your breath again. With each inhale, visualize a white light entering into your body. With each exhale, visualize all of the worry, stress, fear, anger, anxiety exiting your body. Do this for a few minutes and check back in to see how you feel and repeat if needed. Maybe you could also try to do some gentle stretches, some gentle yoga stretches that can really help tame the mind and push the body into relaxation mode so you can sleep a little better. Another tool that I like to use is positive affirmations and affirmations are short phrases that usually start out as I am followed by whatever is appropriate for the situation. Affirmations work by focusing on a particular high vibrating phrase that is intended to pull your thoughts into a more positive mindset. It definitely has the power to raise your vibration and awareness if used properly. For example, if you are feeling down and you feel like you don't deserve something that you really want, if you want to earn more money or you're struggling with feeling worthy for something, you might want to use the affirmation, I am worthy. 
So you can repeat this in the morning to yourself when you first get up. You can say it at night before you go to bed. You can write it down on post-it notes and place them throughout your house, your car, your workspace, wherever you are most likely to see them. It's a way of trying to reprogram the negative thoughts of your mind and replacing them with positive ones. It's definitely a, a very powerful tool that, that I, I love it. <laughs> um, and another good tool to use um, is the vision boards. Uh, vision boards are really good for keeping your focus on your goals and what you're trying to create or manifest for yourself. So you can make your own by taking like a poster board or a piece of paper. Um, I actually use a journal and I cut pictures out from magazines, books, or print them off the internet. Any pictures or phrases that fully embody what your dream life is or what you want for yourself, any goals, um, any places that you want to travel to, any fitness goals, uh, really almost anything. So you can cut out these pictures that embody all of your goals. You can stick them to a poster board or court board or whatever, um, or journal and place it somewhere you can see throughout the day, maybe on your refrigerator or your bedroom wall, your door, your bathroom mirror. You can even make one and um, put it as your wallpaper on your phone or your computer. And by seeing it all the time, it helps keep your focus on positive things that you want to achieve. Maybe you can even put like a positive affirmation or mantra on it. So every time you see it and your ego tries to tell you that you can't achieve those things, you see that positive affirmation or your mantra, and you remember that, yes, you can achieve those, that you are capable of achieving anything that you set your mind to. Another good tool to use is journaling. Um, journaling can help you release negative thoughts and focus more on the good things. It can help bring clarity to any situations by brainstorming um, other potential ways to view situations that you're in. Uh, journaling can help you identify any negative thought patterns or any negative situations that you keep finding yourself in so that you can bring awareness to those situations and rise above them and perhaps even put an end to them. So I guess the bottom line of this episode is to remember that the body believes what the mind tells it to believe in. Our thoughts can literally make changes in our physical bodies. Uh, your body absolutely cannot tell the difference of being in a threatening situation or just thinking about a stressful or threatening situation. If we don't continually check in with our thoughts our bodies can have a stress or anxiety response to situations that we aren't even in. So it's super important to always check in with ourselves, especially in the morning when we get up and the night before we go to sleep, um, to always be mindful of the things that we consume in our daily lives, whether it's in the form of food or anything else that we expose ourselves to, like TV shows, movies, music, etc., because what we consume is essentially what we are if we aren't mindful. So if you want a positive life, um, definitely be mindful of what you are exposing yourself to and how it makes you feel. So 
I think that's it for this episode. Maybe I will make another episode soon and do a deep dive into this ego thing a little bit more. Um, Next episode, I will give you an update on how my Project 50 is going. Uh, It's going pretty good so far today, uh, yesterday. I keep, yesterday was President's Day and my kids were home from school. So today feels like Monday, even though it's Tuesday. So I keep thinking that today is the first day of the week, but it is yesterday. So I started yesterday and I ate really healthy yesterday and I feel really good already. So hopefully I can keep this momentum up. Um, I will update everyone on that on my next episode. So until then, thank you so much for listening. I'm still very excited about this podcast, as I'm sure you can tell. And I look forward to episode number six. Thank you.